listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16, Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. Uh, I'm enjoying my sweet, beautiful freedom, Bosch in the hub in Regina. Uh, big show coming up on Broncos This Week. We're going to have a chat with uh, Raphael Pelche, who already has a couple of multi-point games under his belt in this 2021 hub season. And uh, we'll get the coach's perspective from uh, Swift Current Bronco assistant coach Brandon Cote, who will be joining us on Broncos This Week. Craig Boschman joining us in the hub uh Bosch last night uh, I guess the cliche that you would apply to that one is uh, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory I I was ready to celebrate a big W but I guess it wasn't meant to be I was too yeah I thought um you know when Philman got that uh, that goal to make it 5-3 I kind of thought it was going to be back-to-back wins and obviously knew there was still time left and then things had to you know fall into place to make sure they got the job done and you know, Stevenson got that one to make it a one goal game. And then, uh, you know, when Saskatoon puts out the the six players that they have out there with the empty net, those are six pretty damn good players in the Western Hockey League. So that was uh, a bit of a tough one to swallow for the Broncos. And, uh, you know, Brandon Cote after the game saying that on the overtime winner, there was, you know, maybe a little bit of interference from Robbins on Ward there on the OT winner. So bench wanted a penalty, he didn't get it. And uh, it's kind of just the way it goes. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a tough build as well. Yeah, next action is tomorrow night, taking on the Winnipeg Ice for the uh, second time. But uh, I, I want to ask you, because you're with the team, you're you're traveling with them, you're on the bus from from where you're staying to the, the rink. And, you know, it, the, the win-loss record is not spectacular right now. There was a big win against PA that we'll talk about in a bit here. But, you know, a lot of firsts for this young team. We've celebrated a lot of milestones in the last week. Yeah, and I mean, you guys want to win. I mean, obviously, you guys aren't here to, to lose every game, and, and they want to – they want to win games and grow as players and and you know the the wins will come i mean these guys are young this is an incredibly young team they've got here with with 12 rookies on the roster and five 16 year olds and whatnot so um it's it's going to take time but i think you can see that this team is is more exciting than they were last year um just with the amount of young talented players that they've got now on the team so um, it's going to take time but it is it is very encouraging to see these guys grow um, i mean josh davies with a heck of a performance yesterday with with two goals and um, you know, Matthew Ward's got five assists in seven games. So um, the, the the pieces are there. Um, it's just going to take time for these guys to you know fully adjust and fully uh, become, you know, primetime Western Hockey League players. But um, you can certainly see that the pieces are there and it's 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 getting pretty exciting to watch them every night. Uh, I had to look it up last night and on my original tweet, I erred. I wasn't thorough enough in my investigation, but Josh Davies is a 16 year old with two goals last night. I was looking back to see when the last time was a 16 year old for the Swift current Broncos had a multi-goal game. Uh, the most recent one was 2016 with Riley Stotts. Before that it was 2009 and Adam Lowry. And before that it was 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. Anyway, it was Cody Eakin. So when you look at that, 16-year-olds that have multi-goal games for the Swift Current Broncos, it puts Josh Davies in pretty good company. Yeah, and then talking to Brandon Cote on our post-game show on the broadcast um, yesterday, he just said that Josh is a, is a prototypical power forward. Um, I mean, he's, he's not the tallest guy in the world. He's probably, you know, 5'11-ish, maybe even 5'10", but he's just he's just stocky. And uh, he, he throws the body around, I think, a couple of games a season. He's bowled over some Saskatoon Blades players and, uh, his first goal just has that breakaway speed. Uh, I mean, starting from his own blue line, he had half a step on the D-man for, for Saskatoon and kind of just put the shoulder down, blew right past him and, and tucked it in. And then he's got that heavy, heavy wrist shot for that second goal. So uh, he's, a, he's a great player. Uh, he's going to get even better as the years go on. And then this is a guy who I think is going to score a lot of goals for this franchise. Since our last podcast, our team had its first win, uh, that, uh, that big victory over PA. What, what was that like to be a part of? 
Yeah, guys were excited. Um, I mean, obviously they've been waiting for it. Um, you know, it's it's been a long time coming, and uh, you know, for the guys to play like that, especially with four defensemen just rotating those four guys out there all all sixty minutes was uh, was pretty impressive to do uh, against a Prince Albert team that you know is, is not the same PA team as they've been over the last couple of years, but still a very dangerous club. And um, the guys are just fired up. I mean, they, it's it's been a while. They wanted to celebrate a win for so long, and had a lot of close games here to kick things off this season. So for them to, to hold on and pick up a victory there, the, the, the excitement around the room was, uh, was pretty palpable after the fact. And, and uh, the guys are just kind of feeling good about themselves. And, um, you know, I think it's going to transit into more, more wins down here uh, for the rest of the way. You, uh, you touched on Matthew Ward earlier on and uh, you know, the points that he's putting up right now, just w when you look at it, unreal points again for, for a 16 year old, you know, he's, he's a multi-point game away from being a point to game player, you know, almost 10 games into his career. Yeah. And then he could add a lot more points. Honestly, he's had so many good chances to score his first goal. Just the, the patience he shows off the rush has been so many times. It's a, a two on one rush or whatever. And then he's got the puck on the right wing and the demon goes to slide and block the pass. And he just stands there and waits for the guy to slide out of position. He kind of cuts across the slot. So he could probably have three or four goals right now to go along with his five assists. So, um, you know, he's, I don't want to say he's snake bitten because he's only seven games into the season looking for that first goal, but um, you can, you can feel it coming and uh, he's, he's getting there too. He's got the great vision as a playmaker and uh, he's also going to be a very elite player for this team. You know, there are different styles of player, you know, Wardo more of a playmaker and Tyler Steenbergen, who I'm going to reference a, a pure goal scorer. But, uh, you know, I remember the same thing with, with Steener in his 16 year old season, he just kept coming so close to that first goal. And then when he finally got it, then you could say that they came in bunches after that, but uh, you know, Ward and Davies, two very exciting players to watch. And uh, you know, another first last night with Josh Philman scoring his uh, first goal. I know that this is a player that you've been high on since we drafted him. Yeah, he's just such a great kid. I mean, you, 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 you cheer for the guys who are, who are great people. And I think Josh is one of those guys, um, you know, right now kind of playing that bottom six role, but um, he's having a good season on the, uh, on the faceoff dot, especially so far. I mean, it's pretty impressive to see him kind of step in and hold his own uh, on the draws right now, nine for 16 on faceoff so far. So um, he's, he's a guy who I think wants to do anything he can to help his team win, you know, whether that's scoring goals to, to put them ahead or whether it's going out there and blocking shots late in the game with a lead. So um, he's a player that just wants to do whatever he can to help the team win. And for him to get his first goal last night uh, in a big moment uh, was, uh, was pretty cool for him and a, and a nice shot as well. You know, there's lots of young players on this team that have arrived with much fanfare and someone who maybe hasn't been heralded as much, who certainly had a very solid week points wise is uh, Carter Stebbings. Uh, where did this kid come from and what can you tell us about him? Yeah, he was, uh, you know, a three-year player in the Saskatchewan U18 league with the Saskatoon Blazers and um, an undrafted guy out of uh, out of his U15 season, but um, didn't kind of let it get to him. And, uh, you know, he kind of told me the story about how he ended up as a, on the Broncos list. He was getting ready to go to um, Regina's camp as, a, as an undrafted and unlisted free agent. And then like two days before he was going to Regina camp, uh, Dean Brockman gave him a call and then said that the Broncos had listed him when he was going to Broncos camp instead. So, um, you know, was the team captain last year for the Blazers and, um, you know, had a, had a really good season as their all-time franchise leader in points for that, uh, that U18 program as well. So um, he's, he's come in and kind of just one of those guys who, again, is able to, to put up points and also help, uh, help out defensively. And, uh, you know, the fact he's getting power play time here, he's got two power play goals and then, or sorry, one power play goal and almost had a second one with, with one second gone in the, on the even strength and then had two assists in the game yesterday. So, um, you know, he's kind of fitting really nicely here and, and, and him playing with uh, one of his good friends, uh, Cole Nagy, who set him up for both of his first two goals in that game on Monday was pretty cool. So um, he's fitting very nicely and uh, I mean, often running here with four points in seven games. 
This is the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Our feature guest is Raphael Pelche. We touched on earlier. He's got a couple multi-point games under his belt this season, and uh, we'll have a chat with him in the next little bit here. But in the much more immediate future, we'll break things down and get the coach's perspective from assistant coach Brandon Cote. This is Broncos This Week brought to you by Original 16. You're listening to Broncos This Week presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Coach's show segment uh, joined by assistant coach Brandon Cote this week. And uh, Brandon, last night's game, it was uh, it was a fun one for the fans and uh, not the result you would have liked, but uh, typically the fun ones for the fans aren't so much for the coaches. You know, what's uh, what was your breakdown of what happened last night? Uh, you know what, There, I, I honestly think there are still more positives than negatives in that game. Um, we learn how to protect leads and keep leads for sure but that's again it's a young group uh, I, I think back to the last couple of years and uh there's more belief in that that room with with some of our younger players that we can we can win those types of games so i think it's more just getting their feet wet with that um and continue to progress understand what i guess mistakes possibly cost us that game um, our start wasn't very good, um, so we had to kind of come from behind, but our resolve to continue to come back and keep that lead for most of the game was really encouraging. Uh, the fact that our younger guys are, are producing and helping us with offense is, is fantastic. Um, but I think just the little detail, like the point of the game, when we ice the puck, when we're up one, that's something that can happen. It gives the other team time to rest, and we had to call a timeout and they got a face off, play that up. So that was something that, uh, yeah, the results sucked, but lots of things to take out of that game for us to move forward with. We're at the mercy of the internet here at the University of Regina, so some cutting out there. But uh, you mentioned the young guys producing offense here, Brandon, and uh, I guess kind of wanted to focus on Josh Davies for a second. Uh, he shows that kind of breakaway speed he's got on his first goal, and then uh, that uh, pro-level wrist shot he's got on his second. And, and this is a guy who plays physical as well. We saw him run over somebody in that game as well. So he's a guy who can be a very dangerous player. Yeah, you know, Josh has really come along. I had him with Team Alberta about a year and a half ago, and he's matured so much uh, in every aspect over the last year and a half. And so that's a credit to him to get himself prepared to, to be here and to be able to contribute the way he has. Uh, there's always little things, you know, defensive stuff that with especially young players that you need to continue to hone and work on. But uh, the fact with his with his frame and the way he plays, he's a prototypical power forward uh, that can skate and shoot the puck like a pro. And uh, so we're really encouraged by that. And again, giving him a little bit of the time here and giving him some time on the power play where he can be successful, I think, is, is good. And then just putting him in situations where he, he can learn and, and grow defensively as well. Earlier this week, uh, you know, another 16-year-old, Matt Ward, had his first WHL multi-point game. And, uh, you know, fans seem to be taken to him. Uh, what do the coaches think of 10? Oh, he's, he's a very intelligent player. He competes. He wants to win. Uh, and, again, uh, some, some, some growing pains early on. But overall, we're real happy with Matt. And, and uh, you know, he's just going to continue to get better. Um, uh, so yeah, offensively, like we've seen some plays from him uh, with the puck that, that we haven't seen in a while uh, here. So that's, that's a really positive step forward for our team offensively. And, and the same with Matt is he's not the biggest guy, but 
So, you know, strength and, and all that is going to come with time and just learning how to pick his spots, uh, not to get too physically engaged with some of the bigger guys and, and find those areas, but he's a smart enough and intelligent enough player to figure that out. So, you know, we're happy with his pro progress, even from the first, first game to the seventh game. And he's just continuing to get better as we go here. Another player who got his first goal yesterday was Josh Philman. A quick shot right off a faceoff, and a guy who's uh, you know getting some regular ice time now, and uh, also showing a little bit of poise there on the faceoff dot too. Absolutely, you know he's another guy who's really been we've been patient with, and uh, you know maybe hasn't got as much ice time as I think he'd like at the start, but that's that comes with the territory, and he's handled it well, and he's always asking for feedback and working on things to get better in practice and whatnot, and. And he's taken some steps here too. He's a guy that, that I think can play at both ends of the ice. He's got a quick release um, and really good on faceoffs. Like, uh, you know, going to got up against a guy like Chase Waters and, and winning majority of his draws at his, is pretty impressive for a senior. So those are things that we see going forward. I think are encouraging. Uh, yet at the same time, we have to take our time with with what we we give certain guys uh, at the age they're at. But uh, Josh, last night it was funny that you wanted to go out there, so I put him out there in the D zone one time. He said, "I'm going to win the faceoff," and he won it. And those are things that we like to see. Guys, we want to be out there and be challenged and pushed. And then even on that goal, he wanted to get out there again. We put him out there, and he luckily Stemmings won a really draw, and it was a nice quick release for his first goal. So an exciting moment for him. And he has just a fantastic mullet, just fantastic. But, uh, you know, you uh, you mentioned Carter Stebbings there, Brandon. And, uh, you know, he's another guy that uh, kind of came out of nowhere. Multiple goal game earlier this week and uh, setting up Philman for his first goal last night. Uh, you know, what, what about Stebbings? Yeah, Stebbings is really a pleasant surprise. Uh, we didn't really know exactly uh, – you know, what, what he was going to be able to bring right off the bat. But as he's continued to, to play a little bit more and in different situations, especially on the power play, he's shown his ability to see the ice really well. He's shown his ability to find spots. Uh, you know, he's not the fleetest of foot or anything like that. And he's a little bit smaller, but at the same time, he's smart. And he can find little pockets. You know, I think about the goal last night where he was supporting on the entry and, and made a nice little play through uh, through a stick to, to Farron. And, you know, those are plays that you can't necessarily show. And that's all his, his ability to see spots and draw people to him and find find those pockets of ice to distribute the puck. So, uh, you know, I think we found something with him uh, in those situations. And he's played well and he's taken, taken on more responsibility and he's round with it. So credit to him. Last one for me, Brandon. You guys have uh, three games coming up here, Friday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, do you feel like the team is handling things well physically with the amount of uh, compressed schedule that's been going on here? I think so. It's always a balance, right? Like with, with practicing and working on stuff in practice or through video and giving the guys rest. So we've really tried to balance that. It's, it's a tough balancing act with the schedule and, and being in the dorms and being able to be as active at times. Um, but with, with the fact that we've had lots of injuries here and, and we've kind of dwindled down a little bit, especially our, our defensive core, I really believe that they've handled it well. Playing against some of the teams back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, like a Winnipeg and an Edmonton or a, and a Saskatoon um, and a PA, that's a, tough, that's a tough grind no matter what it is. But when you're playing every day or every, sec or every second day, it can, it can wear on you. But 
you know, I think we're real proud of how our guys have handled that. We have to get better in certain situations in terms of our focus level and our starts and our consistency throughout games. But uh, I really like the positive direction we're going in, going here with this development season and get guys some opportunities to play in maybe situations that they hadn't and uh, really seeing what we have moving forward. And I think we're really encouraged by that. Brandon Cote, assistant coach of the Swift Current Broncos, joining us on Broncos this week. Uh, Brando, uh, real quick, tomorrow night you got the Winnipeg Ice, uh, a team that you've already seen once. Uh, you know, br break down what they bring to the table. Well, they've got probably two of the better better offensive players in the league in McLennan and, and Krebs. And so that's always a tough task. So we're going to have to find ways to, to manage what they get. Um, you're not, you're not going to stop them, that's for sure. But we're going to have to find ways to keep them to the outside and get in their face and frustrate them a little bit, keep them off the power play as much as we can, and uh, just grind it out, play a simple, hard-nosed game. And I think when, when we do that, you know, we frustrate some teams and we put a little doubt in their mind that it's not going to be an easy out. And, and so I think that's really our focus going into it, get some rest today. You know, they, they beat up on Regina the other night here uh, pretty handily. So we're going to have to be prepared. And uh, we're going to come up with a, a better effort. Uh, that's what we want, a better effort than what we had last game against Saskatoon and, the, and better effort than what we had against Winnipeg last time as well. Right on. Uh, Brandon, really appreciate you taking time to chat with us this morning. Thank you for this. No problem. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast and our feature guest, uh, a guy in his second year with the Swift Current Broncos, Raphael Pelche, uh, coming off, uh, well, a big goal against uh, the Prince Albert Raiders in the first win of the season and already a multiple point game uh, under your belt this year, too. Uh, Pelch, how's the how's the hub treating you? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, the hub's actually doing pretty good. You know, there's some some days where it's uh, it can be a grind, but other days, you know, you can't complain too much. We're pretty fortunate to be playing hockey right now so I'm happy with uh, what's going on here so far how much fun are the guys having uh, here at the college you know there's some some hangout areas you guys can kind of hang out and watch tv or play games and whatever so when you guys are uh, you know, back from from the rink and stuff like that I just want to what kind of stuff are you guys doing to stay busy yeah so we get we spend a lot of time with the guys so you know we've been getting into a lot of card games just in the common areas well we're not we're not allowed to be in our own rooms with other guys so we spend a lot of times outside of our rooms playing, you know, cards, some Xbox, some uh, just watching a lot of hockey too. So nothing else you can really do. Going for walks too, I guess. So. And grow facial hair. We were joking. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we were joking before we started rolling tape on this chat here that uh, you're growing a bit of a muzz right now. Is that uh, you're, you're keeping it until you're out of quarantine or how's that work? Yeah, I think so. I kind of started earlier before I got here so I could, you could actually notice it because it takes a little while for me to grow one. So <laughs> got a little head start. Is this a team wide thing or is this just you uh, taking the reins here? I think it's just me, honestly. <laughs> I can't really grow a beard. So this is all I got. <laughs> you know, uh, last year you were one of the younger guys on the team and now suddenly you're one of the vets and one of the guys that I'm sure the young guys are looking to, you know, T talk a bit about that transition for you, Raph. Yeah, definitely from last year I learned so much you know we were uh, we we're pretty deep in the rebuilding uh rebuilding uh, stage last year so definitely had a lot of experience going coming into last or this year so yeah i just you know you can tell when some of the rookies are fighting it or just uh just having that nervous energy so 
I just try my best to, you know, use what I uh, learned last year and just help them out in the best way I can. I think I remember asking you about this uh, when you were first acquired by the team, but of course you were picked up by the Edmonton Oil Kings and that's a team that's a, a legitimate contender and you come to a team that's in that resetting phase. So, you know, when you heard about the news of the trade, uh, what was kind of your, your initial reaction when you got that first call? Yeah, you know, I was really excited to, to be a part of that rebuilding stage because I knew like for the past years, for the past two years, they were uh, just getting into building some uh, that their team and having that foundation. So, yeah, I was pretty excited to be a part of that and just uh, trying to keep improving as a team and just seeing where uh, everything, where this takes us, I guess. The uh, the last few games, you've been on a line with Bodie Hagan and Caleb Wyrostock. Uh, you know, a multiple point game for you to kick off the, the year and, uh, you know, a big day yesterday for you. You know, what's it like playing with those two? Yeah, really, really fast players. You know, I played with Bodie or against Bodie in the, the past few years so I know him pretty well same with Caleb we went to NAX together we didn't play on the same team but he got called up a few times so yeah really smart player Bodie's a smart player great passer and uh wire always a really fast skater so you just got to give him the puck and he'll do you know that hard skating so yeah it's fun just to keep uh building that chemistry with other players it's cool to see and we know what kind of player Y Rostock is, obviously, with the, the offense he's got, but also kind of that chippy edge. There was a moment in the game yeah. yesterday where he didn't back down at all from Ozzy Wise button, kind of gave him a quick shot there. And then what does it kind of do to the bench when you see a younger guy do that thing? Yeah, it's uh it's a it's a cool thing to see having that rookie uh having that edge on his shoulder. So it gives the fires up the boys definitely and for him to stand up like that. Uh, it's cool to see a younger guy do that. And you know, it just shows like shows other rookies that they can do that too. So they don't got to be scared or, you know, fight that lack of confidence. So yeah, it's cool to see. Yeah, what did that win do for the team yesterday, Ralph? I mean, uh, you know, I think 422 days between wins is what the official number was, but uh, you know, that that's got to have, uh, you know, a few of the boys feeling a little bit more confident, eh? Oh yeah. It was uh, definitely a relief. It was, uh, there's nothing better than a win. You can, Bosch, you can, uh, you know, see the atmosphere last night and, and cool down. So we were just all ecstatic. And I mean, like we can, we had some fun last night, but now I guess we can't really look past now. We got to look ahead and, you know, keep, uh, you know, it shows that we can, uh, you know, pull out a win. So even if people didn't think so, so, you know, it's, uh, we'll keep building off of this and see what it brings us. Six points last year for you, Raf, and you've got five already in six games this year. Um, I mean, how much, you know, I don't want to say pressure, but how much expectation did you have on yourself to be more of an offensive contributor this year? Uh, I mean, yeah, the pressure was there for myself, but honestly, I wasn't coming into here looking at points. I knew I put in a lot of work from the, the offseason I had, and I was just kind of like, you know, I did all that I could, and we'll see where the hard work takes me, and so far it's yeah, you know, success is coming, but more, uh, more, I look at it more as a team, you know, it showed yesterday that everyone was contributing, you know, other guys stepped up and it helped in a lot of ways. So it's, it's cool to see that too. It, you know, it's such an unusual setting and just everything about this year is, yeah. is different. You know, what are, what are you hoping to take from this, this hub experience in this 24 game season? Just the fact of, you know, you're skating pretty much every day. You're playing every other, 
like other every day. So I think just the mental grind, well, I think it will make everyone stronger as a person, just knowing that we can get through this. And, you know, when we get back to another season, we don't really have that excuse, oh, I'm tired or, you know, the legs aren't feeling great. So we know what it's like now. So we just got to keep uh, keep persevering, I guess. And Yeah. What do you think it says about your group to be able to bounce back? I know the game on Saturday against Moose Jaw was, uh, was pretty ugly all around, but the, the way your team is able to bounce back, still with only four defensemen on the back end, to, to have a strong performance like that against Prince Albert, uh, what do you think it says about your group? Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. I know if I played 30-plus minutes, I would, I'd need at least a week off. But, yeah, it was uh, it was great. It just shows, you know, what kind of team we are. You know, we don't let off the gas because I know other teams were looking at us like, all oh, they have 4D. Come on, guys! Like, it's got it can't be that hard. So it definitely shows the resiliency in our group and uh, the perseverance. So yeah, really proud of the way we played and bounced back like that. You guys, uh, you're well into this now. Tomorrow uh, you're going to be playing Saskatoon, the first time that you've uh, played a team for a second time here. And you know, you touched on it when we were talking about Wyro a bit. But uh, are things heating up a little bit in the hub? A little bit more pushing and shoving after the the whistles? Do, do you think that things are going to start turning that way a bit? That the games will be getting that much more passionate? Uh, I think so. Once you start getting that rivalry back, uh, the edginess will, I think, of the game will start uh start coming into play so i mean that's a part of hockey you gotta love it so other teams will have it some others won't so i guess uh we'll see what happens i guess i think last year the team knew that um this year obviously didn't know what it was going to look like at the time but i think that the team knew that there was sort of reinforcements quote unquote coming with a lot of the young guys coming in and pushing for roster spots and now that those guys are here when you look around that room raf and you look at all these 16 year olds and 17 year olds uh, you know, what does it make you think about what the, the next couple of years for this team could look like? Yeah, definitely. Um, just hearing the names of, uh, like, before coming into the hub, you know, I didn't know many. Like, honestly, I knew a little bit of them. So just seeing, like, what kind of players they can be, you know, playing at their best. They're pretty special players. And, uh, you know, with, they're still young. Like, we got a young team. And with hard work down the years, there's uh, a lot of improvements that will happen. So, it's cool to see the players uh, that uh, Dean required. So, yeah. Certainly an exciting time to be a Bronco fan with, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of those young players coming into their own here. Raf, uh, thanks a lot for, for taking the time to, to join us today on the Broncos This Week podcast. It's uh, greatly appreciated. This was being recorded on Tuesday. So uh, best of luck tomorrow night against Saskatoon, man. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. You're listening yeah. to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Thanks to our guests, Rafael Pelche and Brandon Cote. Um, Rafael Pelche, real quick, Bosch, uh, took a knee on knee last night. Our, our interview with him was recorded before last night's game. Is, uh, is there anything you can talk about with that situation? Yeah, I don't know yet. Unfortunately, um, you know, he took that hit and then he, he did get up and then go skate to the bench on his own, which which was encouraging to see. But, um, you know, unfortunately, didn't come back in the game the rest of the way. And, uh, you know, you feel awful for for a kid like that who's who's off to such a great start here. Um, and he's got six points in seven games. And um, you just hope that it's, uh, you know, a short term thing uh, for, for the rest of the way. But in a season like this, even a short term thing, two, three weeks is, is almost the remainder of the season. So um, really feel really feel for Rafael on that play. And um, hopefully he's able to come back uh, the rest of the way here, but um, don't uh, don't have any concrete updates as of right now.
our blue line has taken a bit of a beating in this hub with, uh, well, it was great to see Sam McGinley back from injury. Alex Moore still out, Dalen Weagle out. And uh, I understand, I, I'm not sure how it works with the rules and the hub and everything, but there are some reinforcements coming in. Yeah, so Chase Lacombe, uh, who spent uh, 19 games with the Broncos last season, uh, is uh, should be out of quarantine, I think, either today or tomorrow. Um, obviously, you have to... I think the process is basically you have to have a negative test before you come in and then you have to quarantine for until your team uh, tests again as, as a group. And so the Broncos tested on uh, Tuesday, I believe that was. And so I think once the team gets their, their round of, of negative results back, um, Lacombe is able to come out and join them. So uh, that should be either today or tomorrow. And hopefully he's in the lineup and able to help out uh, stabilize things on the back end shortly. So um, that'll kind of help out just just lifts the load off the guys like you know Caleb Bullich and then Owen Williams who are playing 34 minutes a game right so um, it should help out there on the back end yeah and uh I heard through the grapevine the grapevine the grapevine being you before we started <laughs> recording that uh, Carson King is joining the team as well uh, another recent uh, Bantam draft pick yeah, 2009, uh, sixth round pick, 111th overall out of the uh, Interlake Lightning program, and a guy who was uh, a defenseman for for most of his his minor hockey career up until his draft year when they moved him up front, and uh, it worked out pretty well as he went from scoring one goal his first year of U15 to 21 the year after that, and uh, he's a guy who kind of already has that WHL size. I think he's listed at 6'1", 185 at the age of 16, so um, he's uh He's an interesting player. I think he's uh, he's going to come in here. I'm not sure how much he'll um, he'll help out, but or, or play, I should say. But um, you know, it'll be nice to have an extra body here and make sure the guys aren't getting overworked or anything like that. And and an opportunity for the Broncos coaching staff to kind of see him up close and personal as well before um, you know him potentially making that jump to uh, to the Broncos full time next season. Next action for the uh, Swift Current Broncos is going to be tomorrow night, uh, taking on a team that uh, they're familiar with. Now every game from here on out is uh, is going to be a team that they've seen as they've gone through the uh, the other roster of teams once. But uh, facing off against Winnipeg, a team last time they lined up with, uh, they were victims of uh, of a slow start. Yeah, it was um, you know a tough tough way to kick things off, but uh, the Broncos showed a lot of. Uh a lot of character fighting their way back to make it a one goal game uh, in that one, a six, four loss is what it ended up being. But um, you know, the fact that they, they could have easily thrown in the towel when it was five, one, um, you know, they, they, I think they, that's, they've been a victim of that over the last couple of years when, when the going has got tough, it was just too much to overcome and they couldn't, uh, couldn't figure out a way to make it close or come back and win. But um, this is a different group here. Uh, it's a motivated group to, to be better than they have been over the last couple of years and guys who, want to be impact players in their first go around here in the Western League. So um, we've seen a lot of pushback from the Broncos this year. Saw it yesterday when they fell behind one nothing and 2-1 early in the game and, and uh, nearly picked up a win in that one against Saskatoon. So, um, you know, I think the Broncos are going to are going to be aware of, um, you know, the, the Winnipeg ice here. They know that the top top line for that team is uh, you know one of the best in the league with Krebs, McLennan and uh, Peterson. So um, it's, it's going to be an interesting matchup and uh, hopefully the Broncos can, uh, you know, look at the way they played against Saskatoon and the good things that they did and carry that into Friday's game. Are we the home team tomorrow night? I believe so. Yes. Okay. So watching on WHL live, we'll get you. Okay, cool. Yes. All right. <laughs> this is the Broncos this week podcast brought to you by original 16, a big thanks to Raphael Pelche and Brandon Cote for, for being our guests this week, Broncos and Winnipeg ice tomorrow night at eight o'clock. We got games on a Friday and Sunday. Spend your weekend with the Swift current Broncos. Have a great weekend and we'll catch you next week. You've been listening to Broncos this week presented by original 16.